Today on Octal FM, we have another Game Club episode, with Gelada and I discussing our time spent with the game Forager. Hello and welcome to the episode of Voxel FM. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And we're back with another Game Club episode today. Uh, today we are playing, or have been playing, the game Forager. Mm. Now I played it on PC, and I think you played it on Switch. Of course. Yeah, classic, <laughs> classic Jal on Switch. But again, it makes sense. And it was a game that I was like vaguely aware of, but you suggested for us. Mm. Was there any reason you suggested it? I was actually completely unaware of this game. And I think Tony mentioned it. Like I said, I think it was when we'd finished the last game club. Tony said, or like I said, oh, I need another need another game to play. Wonder what we could play, you know, something a bit different. And she was like, what about Forager? I've heard about it. Like, I think maybe she heard about it on another podcast. Yeah. Ooh, hiss. Or maybe like read about it or something like that. And I was like, I've literally not heard of it. And it's definitely something that I would just ignore. Um, if I'm honest, I would ignore it primarily for the art style. Mm. Um, it's such a simplistic art style in screenshots and trailers and stuff like that, that I'm like, that's like a game that isn't really finished. Like, that's yeah. the kind of vibe. Like, compare it to something like Stardew Valley. It has a very distinct which, art style to it, doesn't it? Right. And it's like, and I just look at Forager and I'm like, that looks like something that I would find on like Itch or, you know, something that's like uh, very, very indie like something that's been thrown together indie. for like a game jam or something yeah right exactly and i think actually forager does have some roots in game jams so uh, certainly the developer uh, you know went to a game jam i don't know if forager was made at one but which for yeah. clarification game jams are where yeah a group of developers come together and they have a very small period of time and some others often some other limitations in creating a game so they might hmm. have like 48 hours or 72 hours or whatever to put a game together and yeah maybe it'll have like fit in a certain amount of uh like space like megabytes wise yeah or it might have to include certain elements of certain types of games or something like that and they're they make a game as quick as they can. Right. And oftentimes things that don't get priority is like a graphical display or like a presentation art style because right. it's usually not as important as creating the game mechanics. And right. I'd say that's probably true here, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it. The, don't get me wrong. Like the presentation actually, once you get into it, is pretty decent and reasonable and the game, you know, just overall flows quite well, I think anyway. Yeah, it's definitely like, it's definitely about the mechanics in it and sort of exploring some ideas and bits and pieces and stuff like that. But I guess if you haven't heard of Forager or you don't know what it is, you might be able to guess from the title. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's like an open world kind of sandbox game. Very Minecraft inspired. Very Minecraft. <laughs> like if you, if you think Minecraft, but like 2D top down, you've got Forager for the most part, I would say. Like that kind of sums up the game quite nicely. Yeah, it's like but the, Minecraft, but with a Binding of Isaac style. Yeah, like a look of it. Yeah, that's a good description, actually. The the kind of the key difference, however, what makes it a bit more unique is that it's predicated on it being... Well, what's the trap line? Is that the idle clicker that isn't so idle? Is that right? I think that's the, mm, the tagline. Like yeah. Where everything sort of takes quite a bit of time to do, but you're always actively doing something. So it's the kind yeah. of game you'd expect to find on like a mobile phone. You, you press a few buttons, you play for like a couple of minutes and you put it down and come back the next day and like, you know, things have finished crafting or whatever. That's yeah. this game, but... 
things happen quick enough that you can kind of keep playing it and other things can be done whilst you're waiting for other things to happen. Yeah, so, it is, it's very grindy. Yes. Right, like it is unapologetically grindy in its style. But it also has a bit of an undertone of like a unfolding game so if you've ever played mm. sort of like those web-based like unfolding type games that you can play where you start off with a with a single mechanic one mechanic and then that then explores into another one and then further and further and it becomes this really kind of complex game which is what this does as well it, it starts out very simply you are a little dude with a pickaxe and you're on a single like little area of land and there's some trees and there's some rocks and that's it it's there's no tutorial it just drops you in and goes go and it's that's the expanding element of it the the unfolding side of it in that you sort of work things out as you go but more things are unlocked and made available to you as you do an experiment more and more and it encourages you to just sort of like try stuff and see what happens essentially yeah very much it's very very trial and error designs um, less so than my like minecraft i feel used to be like that right like in, yes. in the early beta days before <laughs> its console releases etc um before you had like the crafting menu where you could like choose what you wanted to make and you had to sort of like guess what combination of like items in what like mm-hmm. order made it, like, an item that was sort of what Forager is even now to some extent. Hmm. So yeah, like we, in case you weren't aware of what Game Club is, we both played the game for the first time. We've never played it before. Uh, we haven't talked about the game at all to each other nope. um, before the podcast recording. And yeah, we're just going to discuss our thoughts and feelings on it now. Hmm. How many, do you know roughly how many hours you played? I have six hours recorded on Forager. Okay, cool. I think I'm about maybe eight to ten hmm. Um, so a little bit more. So you're a little um, further than me. I think so. I mean, we'll see as we talk because it's what's what I find interesting. So, for, I mean, first of all, like overall TLD, TLDL, too long didn't listen summary for me <laughs> is that I really quite like Forager. Mm. I definitely had a period where I didn't like it mm. <laughs> somewhere in the middle of my playtime. And then as things went on, I've really liked it. There's definitely some rough edges in my opinion, but some of that is personal preference rather than actually the game being at fault Mm. i have definitely got over the art style um that sort of initially put me off and it has been a lot of fun it's been really a lot of fun to play on my commute i often find myself that like my train gets into the station in london and then i'm still i'm like i don't want to stop playing like i just want to play a little bit more it's definitely grabbed me enough and, and been addictive enough for me to play i think that it's really really good on switch as well well it's great because there's never a good point to stop playing it but every point's a good point to stop playing as well yeah like it's interesting there's always another thing to do there's mm-hmm. always something but you can always just put it down at any point and kind of carry on where you are as well like it doesn't punish you for that either there's like a huge amount of things you can do in it right and what actually i was what i'm really interested in is finding out what have i done in forager that you haven't done and Mm. what have you done that i haven't done because there's a in forager so you're spending most of your time like bashing things with a pickaxe right to like get gold or flowers or wood or whatever and then you build stuff Everything you do gives you XP. You level up. You get more skills. There's okay, a massive. This, this skill could be tree. a good like uh, com- comparison. Like, what levels did you get to? Because I think I got to like level twenty eight. Uh, I think I'm level thirty one. I uh, see. So, so yeah, yeah, that's kind of comparable actually with how much time we spent in the game. Then isn't yeah. it? Like you spent a couple more hours, and it definitely get, it gets harder to get those levels as you go mm. on and on. So yeah, I'd say we both had a similar speed of progress then, by the sounds. Yeah, of it. and. Yeah, like over time, yeah, you gain XP and every time you level up, you can unlock a skill. You also, there's like 
little mini quests that you can do you buy land throughout the game so you start off on like a tiny island and then you buy islands around you with coins and you get coins from like making stuff or selling stuff or whatever and yeah every little like island you unlock has something on it and sometimes it's a person who has a quest for you and then the quest will give you like the the reward might be a certain item and that item is like a permanent buff or something that, you know, you gain that like helps you along. And yeah. So like, what did you do? Like, what did you, what things have you built? What, how many biomes did you find? Like there's different, like like, like forest and three biomes primarily. So I had the forest one that you start in. Mm. um, Mm -hmm. And then I had a desert one. Yeah. And had like an undeady one, and that yeah. was it. Okay. They were the I had a I little got. bit of an ice one as well, so which gave me crystals, right. um, which I don't think you get in any of the other well, biomes. The crystals I ended up did I did get because I built a quarry. Ah, and the quarries yes. Okay. Generate crystals. Yes. Yes. Um, but what I ended up doing, I found like there was direction to some extent of what to do next, sort of thing. But in typical Seth fashion, like I was given a task to fill a museum. And I took that wholeheartedly. Oh, so okay. I spent a lot of time just gathering resources to put into the museum. Ah, interesting. Okay. So I, what I was doing is I was trying to like max upgrade stuff as quickly mm. as I could. So I was always looking for like, what is the next kind of item I need? Okay. What skill sounds like it it's going to lead to that, me yeah. towards that item or like, oh, now I need loads of gems. Okay. Well, I'm going to get all the skills that like increase my rate of gem drop and stuff mm. like that. And the key thing that's happened to me and and this is where as this started happening i was like jesus this game there's a lot to this game that i haven't like i've only just touched the surface is did you get any of the automation skills like the mining rods and no i didn't no i okay i don't think i got that far into the industry tree because i spent quite heavily into the foraging tree okay and i did quite a bit into like the economy tree and then like halfway into the industrial one okay so there is a point and spoilers for forager here and actually if you think you want to play this and there is actually something to be gained by like i've avoided looking in wikis and stuff like that yeah same Um, there's only one thing that i've looked up and we can talk about that in a minute because it's a negative point for me like there are things about forager that actually part of the joy of forager is the trial and error yeah um i think and and there's definitely a negative there as well which we'll come on to but there's a actually i say spoilers but you know what's interesting i was thinking about this as well forager forces you to behave like an old school gamer unless you look things up on a wiki in the Mm. not forces you but like encourages you like i came into this episode really wanting to hear what you did because I was like, I know that there's other things. Mm. And like that kind of like conversation of like, oh, what did you find? Like, oh, did you manage to find this thing? Or, oh, did you know if you do this, then this, like this building helps you with this thing. Um, so yeah, like I found the automation, like if it, the automation skill mm. that unlocks mining rods and also anything that you gather or manufacture automatically goes into your inventory. Okay. And so mining rods, basically every like five seconds, they fire out a laser at something near them and that weakens it. And then it, and then if you, because you also then have the auto harvest, that means you drop some mining rods on all the islands and they're just auto mining everything. That's great. And auto gathering. And then if you combine that with a quarry, then you've got a quarry and a mining rod and your quarry is popping up minerals and your mining rod is mining them. That's Um, So now my, my forager has turned more idle. Because I can just stand there 
and it's like the the stuff i'm gathering is like scrolling off the screen like it's gathering so fast yeah that's great constant um so i have so much resource now That's really useful. Like, and I feel that's where the game wants you to sort of go in a way, because I did notice some of the skills were things like, like physics and electricity yes. and, and things like that. But which that's I the did- thing. It un- like the stuff it opens up is like, oh, there's like, you can get droids that follow you around and yeah. attack for you and stuff like that. And like, there's like factories and It kind of goes drills. from Minecraft to things like Factorio. Yes, absolutely. This is like, once you like get a few of the skills together you start to like join them up uh and sort of turn it into something where you're like like i was i felt like i was like min maxing a little bit like Mm. trying to find like the way to gather stuff as quickly as possible kind of thing but yeah like i think that one of my criticisms not to like just spew out all of my thoughts all in one go but on that i can't decide if i like the hidden aspects of the progression you can't see the skills ahead of you. Yeah, so you, like you don't can't know plan out where to you want to head towards. You just sort of like have to pick up the skill and then hope it does something useful. Yeah, and it's like it, um, and then each skill, if you are moving, if there's more skills in that direction, it will then expose like two or three more skills. And that made it difficult for me to, like sometimes you'd pick up a skill just like, oh, I'll just get this one, I guess. And then it opens up something where you're like, oh my God, that's, I really needed yeah. that skill. Like I really wanted that. If I'd known that was there, I would have got this one way yeah. sooner. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like you realize that it's very easy to like have like little gaps in what you can do and that can really hinder you and slow you down. And I felt like before I got the like mining rod and stuff, I was like, Jesus, this is going to take me so long to get so, like, all I'm going to be doing is wandering yeah. around to like get enough coins to open up new islands and stuff yeah. like that. And then you eventually get like the right combination of things and you're like, oh, right. Okay. Now I understand. <laughs> like, I think my moment of realizing that, and that this is a very much an idle game style, like of going from it being kind of a slow thing to like being like not a problem at all anymore yeah. was when I got like a really big upgrade for my pickaxe and i went yes. from like spending like you know a couple of seconds breaking a rock to like hitting it once and it exploding and i could just basically walk around hitting everything well you get the like fire one don't you the like burn, yes yeah the that's the one I, I got and i was just like this makes things infinitely easier right for exactly. gathering resources and i feel the game and you are not wrong in that maybe to some extent it's frustrating not being able to know what's coming up and not being able to plan for things but maybe that's like the game should be played at least twice then. Like you play it once for the exploration yes. and yes. the discovery, the unfolding nature of the game. You're right. And then a second time with everything in mind and thinking, right, how do I min-max this? This exactly. is a game I could see speedrunners doing really well. Yes, like, right. Because obviously there is a little bit of RNG in terms of like placement and what things pop up, but things are fairly abundant enough that it doesn't make enough of a difference, you know? Yeah. And you could really optimize like what you spec for, what you build, what mm. you focus on getting. Like... I know I could have gotten a lot further in things had I not been sort of like kind of quote doing things the hard way a bit more. Yeah. Um, like I spent quite a lot of time just like, for example, I needed to get 30 saplings or whatever it was for, oh, yeah. for the druid yeah, yeah. dude. But, but like to get that, you need like 90 oranges or something to be able to turn those oranges into saplings using the windmill. Yeah. And rather than like kind of just doing that as I went, I just spent like, I don't know, half an hour just hitting trees. Yes. <laughs> like, and not really progressing any other area of the game yeah. for myself other than just leveling up from hitting trees, which is not worth very much experience. 
And then after I did that, I then I did it again for get another 50 to put into the museum. So I spent a long time doing things the hard way just to kind of like fulfill the quota, if that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe I was playing the game quite a bit differently to you in that sense. But I don't feel that's a bad thing necessarily. Like I think no. the core gameplay loop at the end of the day is hitting things yes. and gathering <laughs> resources. And that's the grind. And then it's how you make that grind more complex which is interesting yeah you you mentioned how you found the game like you started off not great with it then it got really awesome and then you were a bit like eh, whatever with it again right mm. mine's sort of the opposite mine's more like a trough rather than a bell curve so i started out really enjoying the, the idea of like oh i can get a rock and piece of coal and i can put these together and i can do this thing mm. with it sort of thing and then in the middle i was getting like a bit bored with the fact that like this is uh, this uh, admittedly partially my fault but then maybe it's the game's fault for not making sure this didn't happen to me as well like you can argue both ways of i'm getting bored of just hitting the same kind of set as trees and the same bushes and over and over again but then after i unlocked a little bit more of like the automation like you say a little bit more of the complexity of like turning other things into other things and exploring the area more that got me much more interested into it again so i had a bit of a but an inverse enjoyment of the game than you did well i don't know i think it's kind of the same a little bit as well like i definitely well yeah maybe not so maybe it's less of a trough and more of a just a curve going up like i sort of started off fairly there and and then kind of like started to creep up and now it's really shot up and i'm sort of discovering all the depth and stuff like that like there's so many things like i know that some of the areas i just have no idea what the puzzles mean like the like the islands where i'm like why is there a thing on this island i don't understand like i can't do anything with it and I'm like, there must be something. I yeah. just don't know what it is. Yeah, not I'm quite just sure what to do, it. yeah. And like, I know that there are dungeons in the game and I haven't found one yet. Well, I've done a dungeon. I got the, the sand dungeon. Okay. And that was actually one of the highlights for me because it, it kind of became a bit of a Binding of an Isaac style game where right. there were puzzles to solve and there were enemies to fight. Yeah. And it kind of came Binding of an Isaac mixed with like a classic Zelda game. Yeah. Uh, which was really, really fun because... It almost removes the forager Minecraft element yes. of it entirely and becomes more of an action game instead, which was a lot of fun. And weirdly, the game is sort of kind of built to work like that as well because you control. And I wanted to pick up on more technical aspects of the game as well. It flows really nicely, like mm. it's a real nice, smooth control scheme. I, yeah. I don't know what it's like with uh, Switch controls with like uh, it's really good. Really, well, they're brilliant. They're <laughs> yeah. Mouse and keyboard is so fluid. It feels really nice to move. And you can get really fast in the game by getting your upgrades for things like your boots, right? And yeah. But at no point, even when you're moving really quickly, do you ever feel like slippy? I always mm. felt like I was kind of in control of my character, uh, which probably, is really nice. Uh, it's probably slightly easier to hit things on PC. I assume that you mouse over things to, yeah, you to do, target yeah. them. And you can hit things at more of a range, I think, as well. So, because you yeah, can... so on Switch, it's like there's a little square around the thing that you're going to hit and sometimes yeah. that can be a bit tricky to like right, get yeah. right yeah i but think mouse definitely has the the edge in that sense. i think if i played it on pc i'd probably be like okay yeah this is better like similar to stardew valley right stardew valley, yeah, on, switch stardew valley on switch is PC. great but it's a little little finicky yeah so this is the same but the menus are all great and it is really fast like as a game like there's like zero load time all the menus load really quickly and... Do you know what the aesthetic and the kind of the control scheme and the fluidity of everything reminded mm. me of was a bit like an old school flash game yeah definitely because it was it was super crisp and smooth like all the transitions are nice and smooth there's no sort of like 
chop between loading menus and and like opening things and collecting things everything's really smooth which is nice yeah it very much has that sort of like if you got a good pc back in like you know mid 2000s and you were playing a flash game on Newgrounds, that kind of feel you know um, <laughs> definitely but definitely. the other technical aspects of the game as well is that everything does flow really nicely but the one criticism i had is that there's, it's a little bit repetitive things are going to be a little bit bland oh definitely like yeah. there's not enough variety in the environments there's not enough variety in the way things look and and the music as well like it's fine yeah but it's fine like and maybe we're asking too much of a really simple game i don't know yeah i mean it's made by one person it, right but yeah but, and yeah and it's not been made for the same length of time or the same scope as something like stardew valley i don't feel that's like fair yeah. to compare it to but yeah i just feel like it could just do with a little bit more like variety i guess is the way to do yeah, it i mean i've played it like without like i've played it on the train and just listened to music like you don't yeah. there is basically no sound yeah, <laughs> for not really no. you don't like, need sound. You, you will get sick of hearing the dunk 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 as you hit stones yeah. over and over again yeah and it's like the music is like it reminds me a little bit of um terraria it's yeah. like even lighter terraria music <laughs> yeah it's fine but that's kind of it it's just it's just fine um you could definitely turn it off and listen to your own music no problem at all some of the yeah, small like, like qualms i have with the game are like i don't know if it's like if it's a ui issue or what you'd call it but like because of the angle it's like sort of like isometric 45 degree angle kind of display on it sort of it's like yes. not like true top down and no. when things are behind other things yes when you go behind them it kind of like makes it transparent so you can see yourself yes but if an object is behind another object and you're hitting the object behind the object in front of it you can't really see it and you can't see its health bar either and yeah it's yeah. sort of awkward i really don't understand why because surely it must be possible you couldn't have just had the ability to like flip the perspective like uh, four different angles yeah, I guess the yeah, it's a good point. Like, like, I guess maybe because they're like buildings and stuff. Yeah, right? the buildings could just simply have. I guess you could have to do three more sprites or two more sprites for a side shot and a back shot and just Each mirror side, it. Yeah. But I mean, can't be that much extra effort, surely. I guess so. I don't know. I feel like maybe it would be quite challenging because of the way that like buildings don't really have like actual heights no they actually take up space like flat land, space yeah and you can walk behind them um, because they're not on the plot of land yeah so i don't I know guess. It's, it's a weird one um but yeah you're right yeah i i agree i think in general like the the feel of it is nice yeah it's just it's surprisingly addictive and mm. also surprisingly deep you've got to like give it a bit of time to like open itself up to to what you can do in it and like my biggest frustration was that Okay, it's one thing to hide the skills from you, but also it doesn't tell you what any of your any of the buildings do. No, so you're, you're right, like, yeah. So you're like, what does this lighthouse do? And I actually had to look up mm. what the lighthouse does because it doesn't tell you. And also, when you interact with it, it doesn't do it. It doesn't. Yeah, do that's a good point because like, I think I had the skill to buy optics, right? Which is think the lighthouse right. skill tree. I think. Yes. And I'm like, yes, I have no idea what that does, but I do know what it means that if I get like. I don't know if I hit a rock, I get coal every time. That seems useful. I'm going to get that. Right. Like, but yes. then the lighthouse might end up being infinitely more useful or more, more importantly, more interesting. Yeah. And and it turns out the lighthouse, if you're wondering, uh, it gives you like a 25% drop rate of things around it. Right. Um, so it's not that useful. <laughs> and so I was like, am I missing? Like, I was like, I have to build it because what if it does something really yeah, important? Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but actually, you know, that's another small gripe I have with the game, and it is quite minor, right? But I always found that it'd be a little bit awkward to build a, a, an aesthetic-looking area because oh, yeah. the ground is, like, spotted with either water, which you can build over if you put bridges down, or it's, like, just got, like, the way it's shaped and the way resources are placed and the way traps are placed, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know, I just found it really difficult to build, like, a nice-looking area. Um, it's really cramped. It is right? cramped, like, it, yeah. Like, the whole thing is really cramped. There's no open spaces that you can make use of to build stuff. You have to just kind of chuck stuff down everywhere. I knew you were going to say something about that as well, <laughs> because I was like, I was like, I bet Seth has managed to find a way to have, like, the neatest, most beautiful no, forest. No, it's just islands. impossible. I've found like <laughs> buildings as a whole seem to have like an exclusion area around them to some yes, extent some of them definitely so that do, they, like because yeah. i remember i placed down like a couple of uh furnaces and a, and a crafting table and that kind of stuff in, a, in the starting area and then after a while i noticed the starting area didn't really have any resources on it anymore so like it was relatively clean but even still like some did still kind of appear in places and yeah, yeah it's just you can't make it organized without obscene amounts of effort and it's and you can't keep a space clear right because no. stuff will pop back up again exactly and mining rods help a little bit with that i like keeping spaces like i have got a couple of islands where they're just permanently empty because the mining rods like keep everything yeah. empty but then if i build something on that my mining rods not gonna <laughs> collect anything yeah so. it doesn't really work does it yeah it's i think like that's kind of the only frustrations i have though like i sometimes find it annoying that i can't see which what things do without mm. building them so you like you kind of have to do everything to get the most of foraging yeah. you can't like specialize in one thing too much because you might just be hampering yourself and the islands are a little bit cramped but that's basically it yeah. otherwise this is a really really good game. it's a great like, game I'm, it's I'm, very it's enjoyable really it really feeds you that like endorphin hit of uh um, yeah. what's next like like, because it's all about little little successes. Like, oh, brilliant! Yes. I've built the next building I wanted to build. I've got that backpack operator I wanted, and it keeps you on the hamster wheel. It keeps you that carrot dangling in front yeah. of you, you know, and keeps you running for it. I think a lot more so than something like Minecraft, right? I think that Minecraft, you, although it's very comparable to something like Minecraft, the difference between this and Minecraft is that there's nothing in this about actual like crafting things or building things you don't have to be artistic to play forager no. and i think with with something like minecraft less so now because i know it's changed a lot since i used to play it but there's a lot of like choose your own adventure with minecraft where it's and and like real true sandbox games where it's like you've got to make your own fun and in forager you don't have to make your own fun yeah um you just have to like just play it and before you know it like two hours have gone by yeah that, that's how it happened for my first playthrough like i sat down and i played it and at first i was like this is kind of simple and then i was like oh wait there's more and there's more and there's more and that's the unfolding yeah. aspect of the game again yes. uh, really coming through and it is really masterful about the, the the biggest kind of qualm i have it kind of goes back to what i said about that being a bit cramped in space and it being a bit finicky to place things down and stuff like that is that the game's clearly aimed at a more late game automotive based system, like where things kind of do itself and you kind of build up like you yes. suggested. But doing that in a really cramped environment is super awkward and it doesn't sort of lend itself to that. Yeah. You know, like you can't move buildings either without destroying them. Yeah. And I guess you could just build them again. It's not the end of the world, but like, ah, just it doesn't have the greatest feel of building up an area um, no i agree like for actually like designing that like factorio style yes yeah like process is quite it's a shame difficult. you can't 
alter the land, right? So you don't have the ability to like create land or destroy yeah, land, and yeah. Yeah, that would be sort of my main gripe. And then that in combination with the fact that the game clearly wants you to go down sort of the more automated sort of, like you say, like Factorio-style route rather than a, the Forager Terraria-style route as yeah, much agreed. after a while, you know. But I can't fault the game. It's great. It was pretty cheap. You know, it's, it's yeah. a fun game that I can definitely see myself going back to play. Like a lot of the games we play on, on Game Club, I haven't gone back to play many of them. Some of them I have, but not, not many of them. Uh, but this one I could definitely see myself picking up and playing again. Yeah, I definitely want to at least get, I at least want to see like a dungeon or two because I've not done any kind of real combat stuff in this. So I definitely like to do a little bit more of that and buy some more land. Mm. It's, you know, I can see that there's, I've still, to see all of it, I've probably got quite a few more hours to sink yeah. into it. Like it does feel like there's, especially as it slows down and it gets quite expensive. Yeah, I think to it's buy really expensive. Yeah. And that's the other thing as well is like you're almost penalized for not specking into certain things because the skills that like reduce the cost of buying land and the skills that increase the amount of gold you yeah. get and then like, and it's like you've kind of got to do them yeah like again you can do things the hard way um yeah that does work but then it, you're just going to get burnt out on doing it that hard way and it's whether or not you get yeah. to the point where you're enjoying the game enough again whether that was worth it uh, so like i i recommend it like i enjoyed it I, a lot yeah, i think too. for the money it was great I think arguably, despite the control difference, I think it's probably better on Switch because... Yeah, I think it's really good on if Switch. If I'm sat at my PC, I probably want to play something a little bit more, like, engrossing, a little bit more in-depth, you know? Yeah, agreed. Um, not to say there's anything wrong with playing sort of, like, you know, chill-out, kind of semi-idle games on a PC, but it's definitely more based on, like, a mobile environment of, like, pick it up for half an hour, put it back down yeah. for the case of several weeks, you know, as opposed to sitting for, like, a long, several-hour session in one go. It's a game you can play, and if you're like interrupted, it doesn't it makes matter. No like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't need your full attention no, to play. Like you can like drop out. That's actually a, a really nice feature, and this is more uh, personal than like a kind of review qualm, as it were. I like the fact that there's basically no penalty for just not doing anything. Like in Minecraft, yeah. for example, even if you do nothing, after a while, either you get attacked by a monster or your hunger bar will empty, etc. But in forager if you just stand still nothing happens like yeah unless you get unlucky enough to get attacked by one of the random monsters roaming around which probably doesn't happen if you're in like your main area yeah like because they don't really spawn around that area very much yeah you, there's no real penalty to not doing anything for the most part which is yeah. nice like which means you can take your time like there's no day so night like MMO style yeah the there is it? yeah there's no you it almost encourages you to take your time with it yeah agreed yeah i mean i i wholeheartedly recommend it if what we've been discussing sounds vaguely interesting to you then you should definitely pick it up and, and give it a play it's worth the money mm. you're gonna get a good few hours out of it and you may even get like many many hours out of it if you get sucked in but even if you don't it's enjoyable to just play mm. and just have a bit of fun with and like explore the different things that you can do in the game and the surprises that it has in store for you as you unlock new land and you're like oh cool there's like a quest or oh i didn't realize there was that kind of item yeah for sure or, that's the best you know, aspect that kind of, of the game in my opinion is that unfolding nature of more discovery yeah, definitely don't read any guides before you play no. it or like look at the wiki or anything like that. Like just just give it a go. You know, we've already given away enough <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to for get sure. you going on the right path. <laughs> no, it's definitely a game that you should go in blind with 100%. Yeah, um, maybe on a definitely. second playthrough, have a wiki up to try and make the most like efficient run possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, or, or find out the things that you missed yes. right? on the first. Like what are the things that actually were cool that you didn't even realize were there? But yeah, this has been a, been a really fun game club. Had a lot of fun with it. 
it was definitely a game that I, a lot of games I've, we played on Game Club, I've either had really great experiences with or really sort of like negative experiences with. Mm. This one was pretty much in the middle, but I walked away wanting to play it again. Like, I'm not yeah. going to just forget about this one now. I'm going to go and go play it again, even though I've had my problems with it. Um, it's very easy to just pick up and play. Yeah, agreed. 100%. And yeah, hopefully you've uh, enjoyed us having a chat about this game clubs episodes are like my favorite yeah. episodes it's really it's really fun to like it makes me play a new game and then i really love talking about it blind you know where we just find out what each other thinks of the of the game it's a lot of fun so looking forward to doing the next mm. one and if you you know if you the listener if you have an idea of a good game for us to play in game club then definitely let us know right yeah because like that's something i would quite like to have is someone to recommend a game to us so obviously we've had mm. uh dragalia last there you go um, <laughs> very good. recommended very to good. us by pro and <laughs> and if anyone else has another game they recommend us playing I, I would be up for that because even though like we try and go in blind as much as possible we still got some level of preconception about whether the game's going to be good or not for whoever recommends it to some extent so yeah it'd be good to really go in blind with the games recommended to us by like a fan and then we won't know at all absolutely um so yeah definitely let us know uh, you can send us an email show at octal.fm uh, or you can send us a tweet at octal.fm on twitter uh, or come and grab us on the old facebooks facebook.com forward slash octal.fm yeah, all of those all of those things if you're really keen then do all of those three and then, and then we'll definitely play yes play the game we'll get our attention <laughs> um yeah this has been a lot of fun mm. uh, and in the meantime i've been gelato and i've been saffron and catch us again for another octal fm episode very soon Do you know what the, the aesthetic and the... I'm going to say the game because I hit my keyboard when I said it. <laughs>